everybody, and welcome to another episode of Provoke, a podcast that takes a provocative look of advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Welder, and we are recording in the still recovering studios of Evoke Advertising here in uh, somewhat sunny Orlando, Florida. And on uh, this episode, we are going to really talk about the implications of advertising um, and kind of really like more, more so talk about the, the Apple event, because of course, um, we've got to stay topical in the show. And to kind of just see where it kind of puts marketers and advertisers and, and what are those implications moving forward. We're also going to talk about, you just know, just general hurricane preparedness from an advertising standpoint and how you can help your clients and yourself, you know, kind of project the best image possible and give the best information possible possible without coming off as like one of those slimy salesmen because we all hate those people. Um, in the studio, we have uh, Holly Fuller who is a social media maven, uh, hello. so to speak. Um, and we also have Ken. Ken, what is your title? Oh, I am <laughs> it's, the, it's so fluid now, I feel like. I am the digital content design coordinator, okay. which uh, makes me essentially uh, the assist staff to the web developers. Excellent, excellent. Um, and we also have Kelsey Shalou, who's the, uh, I, I, I've been calling you the, the, the intern in residence. Because you're, you're going to be here for a while, I feel like. But, uh, you know, finger, fingers crossed. Um, so, yeah, let's just uh, let's dive right into it. Take it away. All right, cool. Um, so, as Brian mentioned, we're going to talk about some uh, about Apple's latest releases and specifically what does that mean for advertisers. Um, mm -hmm. And as we seem to be on the um, stream of talking about the ethics and going back to this uh, conscious advertising base, we'll kind of have that pop back up again. So, um I mean, just jumping right into it, so Apple had their uh, keynote speak, uh, I think it was on the 13th, 12th, 12th of September, um, and they talked about all these fancy new things that are happening, mm -hmm. and including in that, they got all this new emerging tech um, breaking out onto the phones, and that includes stuff like facial recognition, um, and emoji, which is basically um, computer tracking your faces so you can become your own, um, I guess, emojis, and augmented reality, and so the question, um, is what opportunities do these kinds of things open for advertisers to use in campaigns, especially social media campaigns, if it's already going to be on a phone platform? Um, and can we think of any examples of people already utilizing these emerging media that are either doing it really, really well or maybe miss the mark and aren't hitting it that well? Hmm. Well, I mean... And I, I guess I have this weird obsession with Charmin all of a sudden just com <laughs> coming off the last episode. It's just like I can just see Charmin doing something where they animate the poop emoji and just kind of have like this heart to heart like, hey, it's like if anybody like I, I, if anybody knows you as well as you do, it's me, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I, I'm just waiting for that campaign. Hit me up. Hit us up at Evoke. Like, we can totally spearhead that for you. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, there, I think there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, maybe a little less with Animoji. Um, well, maybe it'd probably be really good for social. Actually, yeah, I was I was reading again about Animoji this morning, and I couldn't believe like the technology that we have, and that's so crazy, sure. and really gonna bring a whole new level to the personalization that you have mm -hmm. on social. And as far as like what advertisers can do with that, I mean. I could live out my dream of becoming the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> like, brands could, you know, like, an emoji their mascots, mm. and we could become them and interact in that way, and that would be absolutely incredible. Yeah, 
rolling right off that too, Taco Bell did um, on Cinco de Mayo, I think this past year, had a filter made up of um, people's faces could become tacos for Cinco de Mayo. Um, and that was the top campaign in Snapchat's yeah. history. Uh, and <laughs> they, there was so many sent Snapchats that it would take 12.5 years worth of play to watch all wow. of the snaps that recorded in one day. Um, so that's, I think Taco Bell is kind of already touching um, a little bit on that, but I do like that those are into Yeah, and this is like a <laughs> Snapchat amazing. filter on crack. Like, yeah. It does exactly whatever your face is doing. Like, like I'm, again, crazy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think it's interesting. We're probably going to see now that that is sort of being implemented by Apple. I think that's going to start to be more ubiquitous. I think I feel like Snapchat. That's something that they got to pretty early mm-hmm. and has sort of been a gimmick. And I think it'd be cool to see where that takes when it becomes more widespread. Mm. Well, I mean, Ken, um, kind of put you in the spot. Like you come from more of a tech background, so I, I'm curious as to how augmented reality specifically is going to help. A lot of uh, advertisers. I'm really glad you asked me about augmented reality because that's the thing that um, I think, you know, we see a lot of, of, uh, of companies being really excited about VR and that's, you know, gaming is going to really go into VR, but there's not, I, I don't, for me, it's, it's augmented reality is the thing that I really want to see uh, uh, become used uh, like in people's daily lives I think when when as the, the technology develops and we get towards where like you know what Google Glass was trying to do um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting opportunity to sort of tailor tailor the the subject matter of what you see to the you know to the user like going back to say like Google Glass I mean imagine walking through um, like Times Square and you look up and every single billboard is personalized to your yeah profile for sure it's a little terrifying but it's <laughs> <also> really cool <laughs> somewhere in between really yeah. awesome and really scary uh, so yeah that's that's my thought oh. okay well, what about face id uh face id is something that that just as a as a as a user of technology just outright terrifies me how so uh, I less less about the uh, functionality and and more about what would happen if that got leaked into the wrong hands. Yeah. Like who who uh, would be able to use that against me? Um, but uh, I think uh, I think I mean Face ID is uh, something that has a lot of potential, and I'm not I'm not super sure that uh, it's there yet for anything beyond a gimmick. But that might just be the cynic in me. Mm. Okay. I think we'll definitely be seeing some emerging conversations about, like you mentioned, like the ethical implications of Face ID and like what are they exactly going to do with what is essentially your likeness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't be seen in advertisements without consent, but mm-hmm. now they have these 30,000 little dots that measure your face or whatever they are. So what can they do with that? And are tracking what type of person you are. Yeah. Even. Um, looking at what people like other people are saying is can face id beat biasness and can right um so like you know you mentioned google glass but even google photos um and even i think apple now will be able to group people that you're taking lots of photos with like friends and stuff and they kind of get tagged um and google photos something similar so all of your pictures of mountains will kind of get tagged in the same place or buildings this this and this and um they started to do a face recognition thing and it was misplacing people of color, um, and you know that was that's you know that that's that's a problem. One in the company, two people start sharing about it, start tweeting about it, and then it comes into this whole other world. So, um, 
yeah, that's good. And I don't think we have an answer mm-hmm. to that until oh, yeah. it's in the hands of enough people to kind of be user uh, user testing that. Um, but yeah, faith. <laughs> or even like what you said, it gets into the hands of the wrong person. All they have to do is like flash your flash your phone up to your face. Um, that's your identity, basically. Mm-hmm. And people like probably can like use it to spy on us even more. <laughs> well, I mean, bringing it back to a more positive note, um, I, I am interested to see what could happen with uh, psychographics as far as being able to tell exactly how a person emotes when they see an ad. Oh, um, like wild. that that that's pretty much like that 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 true first mm. touch, that true first impression. Mm. Um, it, it it could even do away with the idea of like a, the liking system. Yeah, you just like it could completely not maybe not do away with it, but completely enhance how we like or dislike mm-hmm. a, a specific ad. Or what about using facial recognition to determine a person's mood and therefore serving them an ad mm-hmm. tailored to their mm-hmm. current mm-hmm. mood? Yeah, mood plus mm-hmm. what they could be searching at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, their kid's crying and they're clearly mm-hmm. distraught trying to figure out what to do. And all of a sudden you start get start getting served ads that are tailored to your specific real-time right. situation. I mean, you know, we're just <laughs> giving out all these ideas. That one was free. That was the first and last free idea that you're getting from us. That's super cool. Um. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's still early. It's still early. Uh, like, they literally just announced it a couple of days ago. So, I mean, but it's not, I don't think it's one of those things that's particularly new, especially AR. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's yeah. been it's been utilized for years now. Um, I think I remember Yelp. They're, one of their older versions of their iPad app had, like, an AR component to it where you could literally take it and mm-hmm. kind of put it up again like a like a, a block on a street mm-hmm. that you've just visited and it'll show you like different restaurants that have different reviews and mm-hmm. in different areas and so I mean it's just I think kind of going along with what you said a lot of people get really jazzed up about um VR but I think AR is where the real marketing and advertising potential lies because gaming is very it's niche yeah. not everybody games or let me let not everybody games in the conventional way that we see gaming. Most people think of gaming as like a 16-year-old pimply-faced person just playing Call of Duty on a console, you know. But, I mean, there are people who play mobile games. There are people who play yeah. online games through through social media networks. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just think before people can really utilize or break VR out of that gaming box, they're going to have to redefine what VR means. I think AR is also probably a lot more accessible to the basic user than VR because we're getting AR on our smartphones, which is already in our hands Mm -hmm. where, you know, we we talked a lot about VR in the last episode. It's not something that is a common household item yet. Um, And I think and I think it's, you know, it's not to say that that there isn't a lot of potential for what VR can do, um, but there's that, that whole other aspect of. When you're in a VR environment, you you can't be up and walking around and doing stuff. You can't be living your life in yeah. VR. Whereas mm-hmm. AR, you can you can take that with you anywhere. For sure. Pokemon Go. Think there about Pokemon yeah. Go. That was like the, I think what was like a huge igniter of um, the AR trend, kind of coming into um, gaming in a non-conventional way. Yeah, and absolutely. People getting up and wandering the streets, riding their bikes, and yeah. And even that had its pitfalls. <laughs> even yeah, that had its pitfalls. Like figuratively and literally people falling into yeah. holes because they weren't paying attention to things. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think there's a lot more potential with AR than VR right now. But again, as far as Apple's technology is concerned, it's still a little too early to tell 
what we can utilize it for, but I am very optimistic about the potential. I would say I can see there being a place for VR for like destination marketing. Okay. Like for, you know, people can virtually visit a place Mm -hmm. or explore somewhere without actually being there. And I think, um, I think I probably have seen some stuff like that from different destinations and, but that could also work very well as an augmented reality program. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, so tying this, um, you know, facial recognition conversation back to all the ad stuff we're talking about, is there a privacy issue of collecting data from someone's um, just like emotions from their, them sitting on their couch for advertisers to not use against them in a negatively wa- negative yeah. way, but, yeah. uh, you know, use against them? Well, I, <laughs> I think there's an argument to be made that, people will definitely feel that way some people will Mm -hmm. like think about all the people that cover up their laptop camera with a sticky note because they're worried that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ken's raising his hand over there yeah (laughs) so I I think people definitely have that on the front of their minds Mm -hmm. um and I like I said before I think some conversations are about to really get sparked <laughs> I, I don't think i want facebook to know what emotions i'm feeling when i'm browsing my ex-girlfriend's facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> or, or as you said replacing the like or dislike feature because i mean sometimes you probably see a status and you're like oh it's like but, yeah let me like it for posterity's sake yeah. but in, in in truth you're like oh, right I don't, even, I don't care what you're doing yeah so kind of thing so i mean it, it i think it runs the risk of kind of exposing people for how they really feel mm-hmm. which uh, uh, to play devil's advocate, I mean that's that, that's better for for marketers. It's better for advertisers. It, or we'd be better able to to segment our audiences more accurately. Um, I know that I, I I just have this feeling that when it comes to being able to allow third party API access to this kind of stuff and 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 using facial ID recognition for other third party things like they're definitely I'm pretty sure Apple has a team of a 45 top of the line lawyers and in a, a think tank right now just rewriting that that TOS like as we speak just to make sure that they're able to get everything that they can and make sure the legal jargon is is ironclad and airtight so I mean ethic ethically I, I consider myself to have a pretty rigid moral compass so I know right off the bat I would never utilize any data that that comes from children or anybody under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Because more and more kids not only have their own phones, but mm-hmm. are able to, you know, just play with their 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 parents' devices yeah. as well. I mean, so that would just be that would that would still and forever and always be off limits. Um, I would never utilize any kind of face ID info in times of tragedy or any kind of like police arrests. Um, Things where people are taking video of protests or any kind of like politically charged events of, of any kind. Um, I mean, and those are, those are kind of just like just off off the top of my head where I think that's those situations like that where you can get it can get really like sticky as far as like the, from an ethical standpoint, just invading invading people's privacy. Cool. Um. Anyone else want to comment on on that before we 
Um, no, I think that was, that was a pretty solid segue yeah. into our next. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we talked a lot about um, the features that Apple's getting a lot of buzz for, um, you know, face ID and emoji, um, augmented reality stuff. But one of the smaller features that, um, once I was kind of looking into it, um, that might spark a bigger transition that we'll start to kind of see other non-tech companies adapt into is the fact that Apple's taking away the charger. So they're going wireless and yep, Samsung and there's other companies that are already doing this, but non-tech companies contort themselves to keep up with Apple products. Um, and so what this means is, you know, we take away a cord and um, now there's going to be, you know, companies coming into the bars at Starbucks, the tables at McDonald's, um, on airplanes, you know, all these different places, hotels, and implementing, um, I guess, just like new infrastructure into buildings mm -hmm. to maintain this charging. So uh, Air, uh, Air Charge is the leader in this wireless charging kind of platform. We got IKEA already making and selling furniture that just yeah. has little tablets. So I... I I just, I think that that kind of got scooped over, but if you're looking into it and into the future and we're talking about all these changes that come from some, such a simple thing, Apple carries a um, wrap for like, you buy an iPhone, but then you also need to buy like an adapter for this. And I don't, you know, I have an mm -hmm. iPhone 7 and now I have to make sure I have a Bluetooth adapter wherever I go. So they're now taking away another thing, which is probably going to spark a whole another little mini revolution of... Um, that's just like seamlessly changing some building plans of, you know, like I said, McDonald's and Starbucks. So for sure, um, yeah, I'm not. I, I just I found that as I was looking into all this stuff, and I thought it was like worth mentioning. I'm not sure um, how much that has to really do with the advertising side behind it, but if it's, uh, you know, we're thinking about just looking and moving into the future. I don't know. I think I think the, the takeaway for me on that, and I, I will say as a as a, a an Android user and as a Samsung <laughs> user, so a lot of this stuff that we're seeing Apple just like, it's like I'm like, well, I already have that. Oh, like, here it no, goes. No, 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 <laughs> now, now for me, the reason I keep up with Apple. <laughs> Uh, is because uh, f basically for that exact reason, I want to see what technology is going to get the the Apple bump. Mm. Um, you know, we, we like like uh, uh, Ryan touched on. We we've had wireless charging for a long time, um, but it, Apple has a way of kind of forcing uh, their whatever new implementations they make to kind of catch on. Uh, so for me, it, it's going to be great to see. Uh, uh, Harkening back to, to uh, augmented reality and particularly wireless charging, that was yeah. a good one for me. Uh, it's going to be cool to see that sort of take on, and and we're going to I think see much more innovation from other mm -hmm. third parties uh, working with that technology. Yeah, I guess that's the takeaway from it is that other companies are going to try to maintain this Apple um, innovations, even though some other people are trying to do it once Apple comes out with the new name. It's like, that's what we have to start making all of our adaptions. Right. Adaptions and to. What what came to the forefront of my mind thinking about the wireless charging is like, what about vehicles? Like, they're going to have to adapt to that. And I mean, that's obviously going to be a selling point for those cars mm -hmm. as soon as they can come out. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly. Um, and it's crazy to think that we're just like slowly getting rid of the wires in our life. Like, what is it going to be like in 20 years? Everything I don't know. Levitating. Yeah. But I mean, even with this whole pad mm -hmm. charging technology, is it still considered wireless? No, because even if even a table at Starbucks has to be plugged into the wall, mm -hmm. but it's it's the fact that 
on our lunch break Starbucks run that we're just waiting, you know, five minutes or whatever it is. We just place our phone down where we normally would mm-hmm. and it gets a charge instead of me being like, yo, Holly, do you have a charger? I left mine True. at home today, <laughs> which happens literally every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think it's just those like micro things that I don't even, you know, everything goes back. It's not happening right at this moment. So we can't, it's not enough users' Ooh. hands to be able to really know the direct um, implication, but you said it best when you get to see these third parties um, come in and innovate and adapt. Um, Have they stated that this will be like a universal thing across all Apple products, or is it just the phone? The watch. I mean, the watch and everything also has that. So I don't Computer? know. I'm. Oh, I don't know. For, yeah, sure. from what I know, it's the the newest phones, the 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 Apple Watch three, and then the the AirPods. Mm-hmm. But technology is moving right. so fast so, that in five years, no one will have an iPhone 6. Or whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you saying. have to pry my iPhone 6 for my cold, dead fingers. I said five fingers. years. <laughs> hey, those things, are, those things are workhorses, man. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not particularly sure if this is something that is going to... I mean, because a lot of people throw around the idea of innovation, mm-hmm. like what, like where do you draw the line between what is truly innovation and what is just lighting a fire under other companies' asses mm-hmm. in order to, to kind of quote unquote play catch up. Like it's like innovation is only it's uh, innovation is and, and and I think Apple is partly to blame for this is the idea of innovation has become more and more arbitrary as time has gone on. It's it's not. It doesn't have that same awe-inspiring feeling as it did when when we first started talking about things that were truly innovative, you know. And so I, I don't know. I think it's kind of just like, and I think a lot of in marketing you hear about moving the needle. Like I think this is just one of those, like you said, one of those micro moments where it's just moving, tipping that needle just a little further over. But it's not something that's that's earth-shattering. Oh no, it's not something that's going to really. Right. Revolutionize okay, another like overused term, but amazing good for humanity. It's not. It's not. Yeah, wireless <laughs> sucks. Yeah. And are they really like? Are they going to breach the line at any point between like being innovative and actually being useful? Mm-hmm. Like, is it? Or is it going to become even more? Jack. They're trying to be so innovative, but because they're what do you say? Headphone jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Victimized like, by the headphone jack. Yeah. Is that really check. super helpful? Yeah, like, we still haven't even like. <laughs> Talked about that, like, <laughs> like we still have to reconcile the whole headphone jack issue. So we're, we're still not healed. We'll over that probably one. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably table the whole wireless ruling the world discussion for a couple of years because I, I mean, I don't know. That's just a drop in the bucket, in, in my opinion. That's mm. just a drop in the bucket as far as what could truly revolutionize the tech world, this the consumer tech world mm-hmm. specifically at this mm-hmm. point. Yep. Cool. Um, so kind of uh, starkly switching up the topic. Um, well, I mean, before we go into that, like kind of to kind of end cap uh, the Apple event, were there any any features outside of what we discussed that you guys were excited about or kind of just like, man, I've been there, done that? Uh, there is one thing that surprised me, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know too much about about whether or not other people are as surprised as me, but they got rid of the fingerprint scanner, which I was still just getting mm. used to that being a thing. Oh, Touch ID? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, wow. So they completely took away the mm-hmm. finger to only be the... F- yeah, they're So now it's just the face scanner, yeah. <laughs> Dang, I didn't realize and, that. And they got rid of the home button for the iPhone Again, 10. Yeah. yeah. Again, like... Which was, like, very iconic also for... Also, no, not. And 
Seven, eight, nine, I guess. That's just what we're playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like eight, it's, eight plus, then it's ten so courageous. Or X. Seven, skips eight, over the nine. nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, pretty sure Windows did that. Didn't they do that? Didn't they skip a number? Yeah, I think they did. Like Windows 8? Windows, they yeah, jumped Windows from Windows 7 to 10. Windows 10? or Either way. I mean, there might have been an in-between. We're just passing over 2018 going right into 2019. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Apple's innovation. <laughs> Um, Next year is not 2020. It's going to be great. I feel like at the event, they were really hyping up the screen, the widened screen. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just me. I'm very underwhelmed by that. (laughs) Like, it does not seem like that big of a deal to me. I get, like, the curved edges and stuff, but that's, like, such a minor detail. Yeah, like, was it, like, the endless display or something like that? But it's not, though. Like, it stops. (laughs) (laughs) The display is actually finite. Like, there there is an endpoint there. So, I'm not sure why on my Apple emails, that's the first thing. They're like, look at this gorgeous display. I'm like, I feel like I've seen you before. Show me the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm here. Give me my hand emojis and keep it moving. Well, what about portrait mode? Did anybody oh, get yeah, wild in the idea of portrait mode? Yeah, that's, that that's real notch. Cool. That <laughs> notch sticking out of the side. Who, who <laughs> thought that was a good idea? Oh, I mean, man. for the selfie generation, yeah. I think it's a perfect uh, update. Yeah, it's um, a traveling like photo studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. our Instagrams are so important mm-hmm. right now, and so I think that's great. Think about and, the content we'll get too, with even like better. Yeah, if users um, USG content. Yeah, be if users are able to create and take even better photos of food, of travel, of whatever mm-hmm. it is, yeah, then the USG sure. that we get back is going to yeah. be even more heightened. Which, uh, you know, we'll definitely see as that rolls out. So yeah, so there are definitely some positives that come with a lot of the uh, the latest Apple announcements, but again, I think I think it's just too early to tell uh, a lot of the implications that come with it. But I mean, that shouldn't stop us from being able to make predictions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. Absolutely. Segue. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so as Brian kind of mentioned, as we started this, um, we're in the wake of Hurricane Irma and Harvey, and uh, last week and beginning of this week, our agency was um, out of power. So we, and you know, leading up to the weekend before anything came into um, the Florida area, we kind of found ourselves. Um, with the question, you know, we have to juggle client deadlines and push our clients' business ventures, Mm -hmm. but we also feel um, a social and ethical responsibility to manage, you know, there's a natural disaster happening, and, um, you know, what what role do agencies play when they have to balance these two things and push campaigns, but also be, um, you know, conscious and aware of a natural disaster happening that you know, is devastating um, certain areas. And I personally found with our agency, like I was really happy how everything was handled and how we got a lot of advice um, from clients, from within, from leadership on kind of how to go about and handle and um, uh, tailor our content specific to different clients for this event. Um, so yeah, and I guess like to further that conversation, have you guys seen any ads or any companies do anything remarkable or maybe um, obnoxious during this time, um, kind of going back to Harvey and Irma, uh, you know, especially touching on Florida because we were, um, you know, we were in it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a fragile line that the agency needs to walk. Um, I specifically work with several clients that are uh, destinations within the state of Florida, and so that has been an interesting um, 
interesting situation to be a part of. Um, obviously, you you have to be reserved in promoting the destination mm-hmm. throughout times of disaster because you don't know how they're doing, and you don't want to obviously send people into the the storm or anything like that. And so it's definitely. Very careful, especially the messaging that we're putting out on social. And then the question has been arised, like, should for these VCBs, do we promote Mm -hmm. um, residential information? Like, where can you find sandbags and stuff Mm -hmm. like that? Or is that not the job of the VCB? There's been a lot of discussion um, from the social uh, end on how to deal with the hurricane. Did you find, were there any people from, like, specifically the ecotourism ones, reaching out to you, asking questions, or seeking, like, help, or, like, you know, maybe tweeting at you, like, hey, you know, I'm from, you know, blank such and such, where can I find such resources? I honestly did not see that a whole lot, and maybe that's because people view the role of the VCB Mm -hmm. as, like, oh, you know what, I need to go to my sheriff's department Facebook, Mm -hmm. or I need to go to, um maybe even visit Florida over a like specific destination um and yeah you have to think about the audiences that like these Facebook pages Mm -hmm. is it people that live there or Mm -hmm. is it people outside of the the state so um I personally didn't encounter that so much with this um with this situation and I think it's one of the weird perspectives, not weird, but one of the perspectives that we don't think about as much, especially when we're dealing with like travel and tourism. Mm-hmm. So a lot of travel and tourism audiences are people who are from out of state trying to come in mm-hmm. and experience everything that we have to offer. But in times like these, especially with Hurricane Irma, mm-hmm. um, it gives you an opportunity to be more introspective because they're at the end of the day, there are people who live here too. There are more people. Mm, no, 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 let me not say that. <laughs> I was going to say there are more people who live here than pe- people who visit here, but those numbers are kind of debatable. But at the end of the day, there's still people who call Florida or wherever your, your respective state or country is home. Mm-hmm. So I, I think being able to take time to kind of just be mindful of the people who live here, the people who who strengthen the economy the other six to seven months of the year outside of tourist season, like they need help. Mm -hmm. Like being able to be a resource for any kind of shelters or any kind of like um, uh, grocery stores that might be open late night or Mm -hmm. or after hours. that 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 little bit goes a long way, mm-hmm. whether it's just like a preparedness checklist or some sort of like series of tweets that kind of give people updates on what 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 needs to be done, like six hours or six days out, you know, three days out, the day of and, and the days after. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it also goes back to the idea of kind of playing that balancing act because mm-hmm. we as an agency, we're not we're not a news station. We're right. not we're not weather we're not weathermen. We we are not professionals when it comes to tracking storms, uh what you can expect within the first, you know, three hours, six hours, however. Um and I think you just it's it's the idea of being able to be an advocate for your clients but still knowing how to stay in your lane. Mm, yeah, not overstepping your boundaries Absolutely. and like going out of the way. I think I also think it's important to mention um like on a sales standpoint, if you are um, not from Florida and mm-hmm. you are like planning to like send out uh, a series of paid ads or like 
put up a new billboard or, or launch something mm-hmm. and you're not paying attention to what's currently happening, you know, one, it's going to be come off as obnoxious. Two, it's going to be super unsuccessful because that's the, you know, your advertisement and your call to action is not important mm-hmm. to people trying to get ready for a hurricane or after a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing you want to do is put your foot in the mouth of some kind of campaign. It's raining deals in the middle of our <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, that, that if anything, that just speaks to your your lack of professionalism as a as an agent or an advertising uh, expert. I mean, it makes me question what you're in this industry for. Like, if you want to sell something, there are plenty of car lots all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's it's. And we've, we, Chelsea, or Kelsey, excuse me, you and I, we've talked about this in the past where it's like the idea of of social advocacy, Mm -hmm. like being able to be a champion from a social level for your clients and the people that they service. Like it's more than just selling the the, the latest blender or trying to get people to go to the the, the newest store location. It's it's also about actually improving their lives, Mm -hmm. you know, for the better, even if it's in times of emergency. And I think we, we, we kind of had a lot of opportunity to see how certain people react to things. And I think it's been, I think it was great. Yes. I haven't seen any like direct ads to like my phone or I don't watch cable, so I'm not getting ads on um, TV or anything like that. Uh So have you guys, I don't know if you guys have seen any direct ads from companies i've seen a lot of pr stunts target of course like donated um you know you know a bunch of money and like i've seen lots of companies donate for causes you know apple donated three million dollars to red cross i did Um, see um an ad by walmart um that i guess was specifically uh targeted to texas and it was all about harvey um and basically just like, you know, we're going to overcome this. We are Texas. We are mm-hmm. strong. Um, and then I had a nice Walmart plug at the end. Um, <laughs> but I think in general, they're getting it right that this isn't the time to sell a product or promote a service mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, expressing your dedication to your community. Yeah. Um, and that's how the brand will eventually pay off, even though, you know, it doesn't, might not seem like it at the time. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot more to be gained from building goodwill with your your consumers than than to try and grab a quick buck off of you know people that might be in need. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys hear about um, this? Isn't this isn't really in, in relation to the hurricanes per se, but a similar situation? You guys heard about the, the Equifax leak, right? Yeah, um, Apparently, um, uh, the other uh, credit bureau, TransUnion, I want to say. Yeah, okay. uh, they. Uh, they have on their on their site a page for you know to freeze your credit, and it used to be uh, you know super simple. It's literally I, I took a look at it in the the Wayback Machine, the web archive. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, what it used to look like was at the head of the page was a big orange button, freeze your your credit, and it was a very <laughs> simple process. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, what they did uh, immediately following the uh, uh, Equifax leak was on Monday they reorganized that page and hid that link they buried it uh, under mm. an entire article in an inline click here link uh, and that entire page then became geared towards selling you their credit monitoring service really yeah huh. um, and that was like you know man, that was so blatantly yeah, yeah. Like, these, these there are people that really are, <laughs> are see getting this. hit hard but yeah it's like yeah, yeah. so because it affected almost what half the country like what 140 almost 150 million people yeah so i mean yeah i think that goes back to the idea of being it's the idea of being an advocate versus being an opportunist Mm -hmm. 
And, exactly. you know, it's like, what, like, what side of the fence do you want to be known for, for, for being on? Like, whether it's, a, you know, a moment of tragedy, like, like with Hurricane Irma or just, a, you know, well, not just, but, you know, a, a credit breach or, just you know, it's just, just, <laughs> your, just, just your identity. Just like uh, you, you millions know, of Americans are. record of your entire financial history. It's no big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like, what, what side do you want to be, be, be put on? So, I don't know. I think it, it, at the end of it, it's really one of those situations where you 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 be mindful. Like I said before, just be mindful that you are an agency, and that's that's that, that's where the line stops. Like, there's only so much you can do uh, to help your clients and help yourselves, um, but still leave the, the 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 meat and potatoes of it up to the professionals. Yeah, that's all I have. <laughs> it's not a bunch of like, you know, gems or, 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 or nuggets, but it's just, it's common sense. Like, it's just like. Really? Yeah. I was super, um, based on everything that you said, I was super like pleased with how even like the ecotourism, we have a lot of Florida clients and stuff mm. and how that all was handled um, and how we were all advised and just kind of prefaced on that. Yeah. Oh, and special shout out to all the uh, out of state uh, electricity linemen yeah. who came through and helped the Sunshine State are still helping the Sunshine State kind of recover from things. You know, you could be at home with your families, you know, living your lives and doing your thing, but you decided to, to pack up, bring your trucks. There's some people who came as far as, well, as California yeah. to, to come help out in, in Florida. So, you know, appreciate that. You will get a complimentary alligator on your way out. <laughs> Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So special shout out to those guys and 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 and, and women. So yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> so with that said, I think we're gonna wrap things up. Sounds good. All right. Well, I want to uh, uh, again. I want to thank Holly and Ken and Kelsey for taking time out of their their super busy day trying to you know pick up the pieces and and figure everything out in the wake of this hurricane and and sit down and still talk shop with me because at the end of the day we're still professionals with a lot of insight to give to the <laughs> podcast listeners out there. Certainly a lot of opinions. <laughs> Apparently a lot of futuristic insight as well. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, send them to provoke p r o v o k at evokead.com and be sure to follow us on evoke on twitter at evoke um what is it is it evoke, evoke advertising, advertising see yeah. we get changes all day <laughs> evoke advertising and, and is that on facebook as well evoke advertising yep. mm-hmm. cool awesome to keep up with all of our contributions to the advertising world um as far as this week's concern i don't have a quote because i mean i feel like it'd be a little self-serving to to kind of give end it with this 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 heady existential like you know, be the best person you can be, blah, blah, blah. You can you can look that up on Google. It's fine. Um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we are all advocates for one another as well as our clients and the people that we work and do not work with every day. Um, and so as I always say at the end of every episode, y'all take care. Bye.